Hey everybody, it's Andy. Welcome or welcome back to the Gwinnett Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, we would love it if you would take just a moment to download the Gwinnett Church app where you can have access to all of our recent message content as well as find out about what's going on around here at Gwinnett Church. And the app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. Most importantly, however, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Welcome to Gwinnett Church. My name is Reed, and um, I am so glad that you guys are here with us today. We are wrapping up our series that we've been in called Worth It. And in this series, we've been taking a look at um, how we're investing our time. Where is our time going? Who and what and where are we investing our time? Because as we've said, and we've been learning, where your time goes, your life will follow. And so we said, hey, we've all got this this limited gift, this commodity that is a non-renewable resource in our life called time. And we all get the same amount of it in a week. And so we had these blocks and each of these blocks represented eight hours and, and the, uh, there's 21 of those and they represent the 168 hours in a week. And so we said, you know, where you're investing these blocks of time and what you're doing with these blocks of time, it is going to shape who you become and the life that you build and the relationships that you have. And And so the direction of your life is going to follow how you're spending this time. And so in week one, we, we took a look at what, what God had to say about that by looking at the, the letter, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, where he talks about our time, because as we learned, God cares immensely about who we're becoming and the life that we're building. And if you need any evidence of that, if you're here today and you're like, how do I know God cares about me? When somebody is willing to lay down their life for you, you don't have to worry about what they think about your life. Yes. And so, and so God has laid down, Jesus laid down his life for us. So he cares immensely about the life that we live. And so he gives us some instructions about our time and, and how we're spending our time. And so in Ephesians, we looked at it and we saw that uh, he said, we should, we should be careful how we spend our time. We should be wise about how we spend our time and we should make appropriate adjustments using the filter of wisdom on how we're spending our time. And so we did a little time audit together and we looked at it and we said, okay, this is going to sleep. This is going to work. This is going to other things. And we asked ourselves and we examined, where is your time going? And some of you did that audit. We sent it during the week and some of you actually went through and you looked at where your time was going and you said, okay, I don't like that that many hours is going to Netflix or to TikTok or to uh, just sitting around or to work or to sleep or to whatever it was. And you adjusted some hours accordingly and you told your time to go somewhere else. And so you did that. That was week one. And then in week two, we learned about this idea of keystone habits, and a keystone habit is just the idea that there are some investments of time that actually have the power and the potential to affect the rest of your time. There are some things that if you invested a little time there, it actually affects the rest of your time here. And we learned, we, we looked at the words of Jesus and Jesus introduced us to uh, a keystone habit that has the power and the potential to shape the rest of our lives and to impact the rest of our lives. And that is to invest in our personal relationship with him. That, that he says, he's, uh, his invitation was, I am the vine and you are the branches. I am the source and 
your, uh, your ability to experience life and peace and joy and hope and satisfaction and purpose and security, all of those things is connected to your connection with me. And so Jesus's invitation was, hey, make that a priority in your life. Prioritize your connection with me and it will produce fruit or results in you. And so we, we talked about that and hopefully some of you this week were able to pick a place and pick a time and pick a plan and to begin to prioritize your personal relationship with God. And today we're gonna talk about uh, one last aspect and then Andy's actually gonna wrap up everything next week with a final investment. But today we're gonna talk about uh, another investment of your time. Uh, We've talked a lot about what and where you're spending your time. Today we're gonna talk about who you're spending your time with. Today, that's what we're gonna talk about. Who are you spending? Who is getting the bulk of this time? And, and so today we're gonna to talk about your, your crew, your inner circle, your BFFs, your boys, your all that stuff, right? Like today we're talking about your community, the people that you do life with, the people that get the bulk of your time, the, pe- the relationships, the people that you're walking through, because who you do life with, it influences how your life goes. You know this, right? It's the reason why some of your parents, right, growing up were crazy about who you spent time with. Anybody's parents get onto them a lot about who they were hanging out with, yeah? Some of you have to think way back, but you can still remember your mom or your grandparents getting on to you about you can absolutely not hang out with that person. No, of course you can't spend the night at their house, right? Like, and you're in your argument, it's so fun over there. Their parents are never there. And they're like, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you for sure, right? Or, or, or maybe it was not just like who you were hanging out with, but it was also, you know, your parents got onto you about who you were dating and they were like, you're going to date. Mm-hmm. No. Right. Like, and so some of you even had your parents break up with someone for you and you were like, what happened? And they were like, yeah, I talked to your mom. And so, um, and like, I, I was thinking about this for me. I, I remember uh, a time in my life where my mom, uh, she definitely meddled in my relationships, right. My friendships. Um, I, uh, in high school, I had a, a best friend and, uh, he and I were, um, we're not great for each other. Yes, it was like gasoline and a match. You know what I mean? Like it was, uh, we, were, we were trouble with a capital T. And I think my mom was watching um, who I was becoming from spending time with this person. And she realized that if I continued to spend time with this person, that eventually we were probably going to do time together. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and so she intervened. And I remember her telling me like, hey, look, I, I know I love this kid. He's a, he, he like is so sweet when he's over here. It's not like, you know, he's, he's not mean or anything like that, but like you guys are not good for each other. And so she intervened and she said, you know, you don't need to, you're not going to be able to hang out with him anymore. You're not gonna be able to go over there anymore. And I was so mad. If you can remember your high school self, right? Like, um, or high schoolers in the room, if your parents have ever done this, uh, I was so mad. I can't believe you're ruining my life, you know? Like, and it was, it was awful, right? Like I was so mad, but now in hindsight, I look back and I realize how right my mom was that, that that relationship was having a negative impact and it was going to ultimately impact how life was gonna go for me. It was already doing that, but the direction that it was taking me was not a great direction. And, 
And now if some of you, you are parents and now you're doing the same thing with your kids, you know what I mean? The thing that you swore at like 16, you were like, I will never do that to you. You know what I mean? Like, and so you said you would never do that to your kids. And now you realize you have to do that to your kids because you realize that who they spend their time around affects how they spend their time and who they do life with affects how their life is going to go. It's like the old preacher said, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know what I mean? Like, like, like that's, that's real, right? And we understand that. Listen, we understand that when it comes to like kids and we understand that when it comes to middle and high schoolers. And a lot of times we think that that's like, that these kinds of messages are reserved for youth group to like, oh, like who you're spending your time with. We understand that. But I, let me just press on you just for a minute this morning. This is a principle in life that who you do life with determines how your life goes. And you and I, we are communal beings and we, we were created from community for community. The best version of you exists in the context of community. You need and I need some someones in our life and who those someones, who we choose those someones to be, they affect who we become. That is a principle. That's not a Jesus thing. That is a thing thing. And I just, wanna, I just wanna press on us a little bit because you do not outgrow this. You cannot outrun this. This is unavoidable. Who we do life with, it affects who we become. Who gets the bulk of our time affects how we will spend our time. And that will shape the type of life that we build. And so who you're doing life with, it's going to affect how life goes. And so we need to talk about that as we're talking about this idea of worth it. We need to talk about who is getting the bulk of your time. What are those relationships? And who are those people that are in your inner circle? Who are those people that you would say, these are the people that I run with. These are my community. These are my closest relationships. These are those people that, that speak into my life that I'm walking through life with. We need to have a conversation about that because whoever those people are, they are going to determine and affect and influence how your life will go and how your time is spent. Now, the good news this morning is that that's not just something that your mom knew, right? Like that is actually something that, uh, that your heavenly father knows. Your heavenly father knows that, that, who is around you is going to affect who you become. And so he has put uh, all throughout his word instructions. It's, it's all throughout the Bible. There is conversation and there is instruction and there is guidance around the people that you are hanging around. And, and there's all kinds of guidance and instruction about who you surround yourself with and the types of relationships that you should put in your inner circle. And so it's all throughout the scriptures. And this morning, I wanna show you one such converse, one such instruction uh, found in the book of Proverbs. I want to show you this verse because it's been just like, it's been rattling my cage like all week as I've been sitting with it. And I want to share this with you. This is what Solomon says in the book of Proverbs in chapter 12, talking to his kid or his children. He's writing this and he's gathering these notes and things that God has inspired him with and that he's learned along the way about life and about faith and about relationships. And this is what he says about the people that you spend your time around. He says, the righteous 
choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. He says the righteous, meaning the upright, the people that are trying to do life right, the people that care about who they're becoming and where they're ending up. He's like those righteous people, those wise people. He says, they choose their friends carefully. They choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. He says, they think carefully about who they're going to allow into their inner circle because they know that who's in their inner circle actually affects how they're going to spend their time and it's going to affect the direction and the quality of their life. And so they choose carefully. And I was thinking about that. The reason why it's highlighted isn't just because I've seen Andy Stanley do that, but it's because... um, It's because that choose their friends carefully has been the part of that verse that has just hit me all week long as I've been studying for this. As I've been thinking about and preparing this message uh, for today, the thing that I've I've been hanging on to and just sitting with and thinking about is this idea that that the righteous, they choose their friends carefully, that wise people, that people who want to make the most of their time, they choose their friends carefully. And the reason why that's been sticking with me is because when I think about it, if I'm being honest for a lot of my life, and and this is probably true of you as well, when it comes to choosing my friends, this hasn't always been the word that I would use to describe. Hasn't always been carefully. If I'm just being totally honest, it's not like I, ha- it hasn't been like wickedly. I haven't been like, who are the worst people I can be around, right? Like, I'm not like, yes, like let's just ruin our lives, right? Like it hasn't been that, it hasn't been, it hasn't been negligently, but it hasn't been carefully, right? Like for, for most of us, kind of the way that we choose our friends is just, if we're being totally honest, it's really more randomly, isn't it? It's just kind of like, like, like maybe it's via proximity. It's like, look, you're there and I'm here. We're here a lot. Let's be friends, right? Like, and so it's like, it's like maybe it's proximity. We're just around each other. We're in the same places. We work together. Uh, we're in the same environments a lot. They're your neighbor. The, your kid is on their kid's team. And you're like, you seem cool. Like, you know, and, and so it's like, it, it could be proximity. It could be similar interest, right? Like, like you were somewhere and you said, go dogs. And they barked and you were like, what? Did we just become best friends, right? Like, and so it's like a, it's like a similar interest type thing, right? Like, like you like this same things. And so you end up like hanging out uh, and, and that's not always necessarily a bad thing unless the same thing that you enjoy is a bad thing. You know what I mean? But so sometimes it's similar interests that ended you up with the friends that you have. Sometimes, sometimes it's uh, like, like you got, you got shared. In, sometimes it's just, uh, Andy talks about this. He says, it's acceptance. You were in a season of transition you moved into an area, it was a, took a new job, whatever, and these were just the first people. This was the first person who reached out, who invited you in, who said, hey, let's go hang out after work. Hey, you can come over to my house. Hey, let's go grab a bite to eat. And so it was just acceptance that you gravitated towards and acceptance can be powerful. And so that's how you ended up with the people that you're now walking with and doing life with. And those aren't necessarily, randomly isn't necessarily a bad way to start relationships, but when you're talking about who's gonna get the bulk of your time and who you're going to continue to walk through life with, randomly is an okay place to start, but intentionally, carefully is the way it should continue. 
And so what Solomon is saying is that a wise person, a righteous person, someone who cares about who they're becoming and where they end up, they may start uh, randomly, but, but they're careful about who they make their inner circle. They're careful, they're thoughtful, they're intentional about who they're going to do life with because they know that who they do life with determines how their life is going to go. And so they're, they're, they're thoughtful and they're intentional about it. And so I was thinking about this week, what would it look like? What does that look like for us to do this, to actually be careful, to be thoughtful, to be intentional, to be prayerful about who we're giving the bulk of our time to, about who we're doing life with. And I was, I was thinking about this this week and thinking about some of the, the people that I've pastored over the years, thinking about some of the, the honestly, the, the horror stories from some people over the years, also thinking about the highlights over the years of people that I've seen do this well. And so as I was thinking about that, I, I, I thought of three, three criteria to help you choose carefully. And I wanna talk about that. And then I wanna talk about some applications that we could do this week, but some criteria for how to be careful about who's getting the bulk of your time. Some criteria for you to consider carefully, thoughtfully, prayerfully when thinking about who you're going to do life with. So some criteria, the first one that, that we should all consider when it comes to who's getting the bulk of our time, some, uh, a careful consideration would be their direction. Their direction, the direction of a person's life. Andy says this about, um, uh, about decisions. He says that uh, your direction, not your intentions determines your destination. You, you, you've maybe heard this before. And he gives that awesome illustration of like driving up 85. And he's like, you could go 85 North, like as long as you want, and you're never gonna get to Disney World, right? Like, and so he's like, you know, your, your direction matters. Like you can be the be most well-intended person. And that is true of decisions, but it is also true of relationships. That is also true of the people you're around. You can have well-intended, well-meaning people in your life, but you must consider their direction because it's their direction and not their intentions that's gonna have the biggest impact on you. And so you might have some well-intended friends that are also moving in a direction that is wrecking certain areas of their life and it is going to have a ripple effect on you. And so we consider their direction. Where are they heading? Where are they heading relationally? Where are they heading personally? Where are they heading financially? Where is that person heading spiritually? Are they heading in a direction? When I look at the direction of their life is where I see them ending up a place that I want to be. This is an important thing to consider. This is a careful thing to consider when you're talking about who you're going to spend the bulk of your time with, who, are you, who you are going to do life with, their direction. And maybe a good question for us to ask is, is, is their life moving in the direction I want my life to move? That's a good question to have as a filter in your friendships. Is their life moving in the direction that I want my life to move? For some of you, like your life is not heading in the direction you want your life to move. And one of the best things that you could do is to find some people that they are heading in a direction that you want your life to move and to do life with them because it would help you to turn around and to go in a positive direction. And so a careful consideration 
for us to think about when it comes to who we're going to do life with and spend time with is, is gonna be their direction. Another one is this right here, their values. Their values. When I talk about values, I think we've defined it here at our church before as your values are what you have decided is most important to you. You have predecided this is what is most important to me. And a good, good thing to consider when talking about who is gonna be in my inner circle, who are gonna be the people that I do life with is do they share the same values as me? Not necessarily like, this isn't just like interests and stuff like that. This is deeper than that, right? This is more than just like, like, do we like the same football team, right? Like I could never be friends with a gator, you know what I mean? Like this is more than that. This is deeper than that. This is deeper than just interest. This is deeper than just like, you know, we, we, we like the same things. This is, this, is, this is like at this core of who you are, right? Like is what is most important to you, most important to the people that you're doing life with. That's an important thing to consider, right? Like, 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 like deep down, like, do they value the same things? Now, I just, I also want to be clear in saying, like, I'm not saying you should just only hang out with people that are the same as you. That's dangerous. Yeah. Like if you only have people who think, act and talk just like you, like exactly like you, That's sameness, right? That's uniformity, right? The Bible doesn't call us to uniformity. The Bible calls us to unity which is to say, are the main things that are most important to you, most important to them. Now, you should also though, like push on each other and about things and perspectives in life and disagree and things like that. That's good, that's sharpening, that's edifying. You should have some people that don't see the world exactly the way that you see the world in your life. But when it comes to who you're doing life with at the core of who they are, you should align on your values. And so we might see things differently, you know, public school, private school, home school, but at the end of the day, we care about who our kids are becoming. Family is going to be a priority. These are core values. And then if you wanna homeschool your kid, God bless you. You know what I mean? Like, but, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're gonna align on our values with, with the people that we're gonna do life with most. This is an important thing. And so maybe a question that, that you need to ask yourself is, do the people that I'm around the most Do the people that get the bulk of my time, do they reinforce my values or do they tempt me to move away from them? Do they they draw me away from that which I have or my wife and I have or my husband and I have like deemed is most important? Or if you're a follower of Jesus, the thing that God has said, this is what is most important. Do they reinforce your values? It's an important Thing to consider, right? So their direction, which way are they heading in life? Is that a destination I hope to arrive at? Their values is what is most important to them. Like also the thing that is most important to me. And then the, the last thing to consider, and this, these are three things that I came up with. So like there, there's probably more, but this is the third one that I'm gonna share also for a limited amount of time. So your kids don't go crazy and wamba. Okay, so is influence, And when I say influence, I'm not like, are they an influencer? Like you should only hang out with people that have like 30,000 followers. You know what I'm saying? Like not that, right? That's not what I'm talking about. When I say influence, I mean something that you should consider carefully when it comes to the people that you are doing the most life with, that you are spending the bulk of your time with. What is their influence on you? Who do you become when you're around them? Do you become a better version of you? 
or like after spending some time, after you spend a weekend with that group of guys that are your boys, when you come home, is your wife glad you spent time with them? Or does she say, I don't like who you are after you've spent the weekend with them? Or ladies, is your husband glad after you spent the afternoon shopping with your girlfriends? Or do you come back and because all of them talk bad about their husbands, now you come back and you're like, I wish you would help me. You know what I mean? Like, and you come back and, and, and there's this negative influence on, on your relationship. Like, is he glad that you spent time with them? What's the influence? Who do you become? Do you find yourself having to pretend when you're around that person? Do you find yourself having to lie? Do you find yourself sharpened and encouraged or do you find yourself depleted? Like, who do you become? What is their influence on you? Maybe a good question to ask is this. Do they inspire me to be better than I am right now? Do, when I'm around these people, the people that I'm doing life with, the people that are getting the bulk of my time, do they inspire me? Do they challenge me to be better than I am right now? These are some things that we need to consider carefully because who you do life with affects how life goes. And whoever gets the bulk of your time, the people, the person that gets the bulk of your time, that shapes how you spend your time. And that's gonna determine who you become and the kind of life that you build. And so what Solomon says is, he says, a righteous person, someone who's upright, who cares about where their life is going and where they end up and who they're becoming, he says, a righteous person considers carefully who they're gonna do life with. And that's not to say that you can't, you know, spend time with acquaintances or that person at the gym or hang out with some people after work. That's not to say, you know, yes, you should have people that you're, you're trying to reach and you're trying to pour into and you're trying to invest. We're not talking about any of that. Uh, he's talking about your inner circle. The people that you would say, this is my community. These are the people I do life with. These are the people that are walking with me and journeying with me. He says, those people you ought to choose very very carefully because those relationships are going to shape who you become. And so I just wanna ask this morning, do you have people like that in your life? Like, do you have some people like that? Have you considered carefully who is getting the bulk of your time and, and are they those type of people? Do you have people in your life who who the direction that they're heading is a direction that you would hope to arrive at? Like whether it's in their marriage or it's in their spiritual life or, or the, the way that they are raising their kids, you're like, you're, that direction, you hope to arrive there? Do you have people in your life who they reinforce your values? They hold you accountable to them? They share the same values. What's most important at the core of who they are to them is the same thing that's most important to you. Do you have those people? Are they constantly tempting you and tugging you away from your values? Do you have people in your life who when you're around them, you're better because you were around them? They influence you to be a better 
person, a better parent, a better spouse, a better coworker, a better boss, a better follower of Jesus? Do you have those people in your life? Are those the people that are getting the bulk of your time? We should consider that carefully because that's going to shape how life goes and it's going to influence who we become. And so we should consider that. And maybe our action items this morning, there's a few different ones that we might need to, to consider. For some of you, you would say, no, I don't have those kind of relationships. There are some of you in here, you would say, I don't really have any relationships. Like I have, I have kind of done this relational side now as an adult, like I knew it was important as a kid, but as an adult, if I'm being honest, I haven't been careful. I haven't even really been random. I've just been negligent with my relationships. And so I don't really have people. There's some of you in here and you just go, I don't really have any people. And so I don't have positive or negative influences in my life. I just have, mm. And what I would say is maybe the action step for you, because here's the deal, we are made for community. And I love the way Eugene Peterson, he said this in one of his books. Eugene Peterson is a author, a pastor, a theologian. He translated the version of the Bible called the message. Um, but when he was reflecting on his life and on community, he said this, he was like, as much as I wanted to avoid it, he said, what I have discovered is that in order for growth, in order to be sharpened, in order to become more the person that I'm meant to be, I absolutely need community. And he said this phrase, and I love this. He says, I am not myself by myself. I am not myself by myself. So there are some of you in here and you have been negligent in the area of your relationships. You haven't been careful. You haven't even been random. You've been negligent. And the action step for you today would be, hey, I need some people to invest some time with. And maybe you're like, well, I don't even know where to find that. Well, that's, I mean, that's the reason why we do small groups here. I would encourage you, maybe you just need to get into a small group. You need to go to the gallery after this. You need to ask, hey, do you have a small group for people like me in my season of life, in my stage that live in my area? And chances are we do. And so you can get in a small group. Maybe you just need to start serving a great way to start getting some people in your life who are moving in the same direction, who share the same values, who are gonna be a good influence is just to start serving around here. You get on a team and you're like, all of a sudden you're connected and you're, you're getting some of those people. So maybe you need to start doing that, but you need to, some of you in here, you've been negligent in the area of your relationships and you need to start being intentional and you need to start being careful and you need to actually seek some people out and you need to get some people in your life. Some of you, you heard that list and you were like, that does not describe the relationships that I currently have. You were like, I don't really have people. I mean, I got people I'm doing life with, but we don't really have the same values. I don't know if I looked at the, where they're heading, the direction, I don't know if that's necessarily where I'd hope to end up, the influence that they have on me when I, when I really think about it, if I'm being gut level honest, like they're not making me better. And so my, the action step for you might be that you need to dial back from those relationships. I'm not gonna say you, like, you need to cut them off. Like pastor told me today, we can't be friends. You know what I mean? Like, but, but God loves you, Jesus is for you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying you need to just like cut people off and just like all of a sudden like write them off. What I'm saying is because your time is limited and you can't just make more time for healthy relationships while also maintaining the same amount of time with unhealthy relationships, the action step for you might be that you need to dial back some time with those people to quit allowing them to dominate the time 
so that you can then invest in some healthy relationships so that you can invest more intentionally, more carefully, more thoughtfully, more prayerfully in some other relationships that are gonna reinforce your values, that are gonna move and help you move in a direction that you ultimately wanna go and that are gonna be a good influence on your life. And so there might be some relationships and some of you can think about them right now that you need to dial back on so that you can dial up the intentionality in some other areas. For some of you, the action step is you've got those people, you just haven't been intentional with them. I was thinking about it for me this week, that, that's me. Um, I've got some people, one of them was even in the service, this last service, and I saw him, like I saw him in the crowd and I was like, you, you're the guy, I need to do that. Like, and it was like, I knew it in that moment. Like for me, this is, this is where I'm feeling it is, I've got some great people, some great influences, they share my values, they're moving in the right direction, uh, but I always use the excuse that I'm busy. And they always use the excuse that they're busy and I'm busy and you're busy and we should hang out sometime and let's grab coffee, you know what I mean? And then we never do. And, and what I'm saying is, is that if your relationships are a big part of how you spend your time and they're helping shape who you become and who you're doing life with determines how your life goes, then I need to be and you need to be, for some of you, you've got the people, you just need to be more intentional. And we need to quit using the excuse that we're busy because yes, we're all busy but sometimes we might need to dial back on the busy in order to invest in some relationships that matter and are gonna shape who we're becoming and where we're heading in life. And so we just need to be more intentional. And so for some of you, that's gonna be your action step. You know exactly who it is. You know exactly who is in your life that you need more of in your life. And today you just need to go text them. All right, let's do it. I know we're busy, I'm busy, you're busy. See you at 7.30, coffee. Boom, done, right? Like you need, you need to be more intentional. For some of you, there's like, there are some couples in the room and you know some couples that when you're around them, you're better, but you guys like always say you're gonna hang out, but you, but you don't. And like, you just need to text them or call them or DM them or whatever it is, right? Like reach out and be intentional. Some of you just need to ramp up the intentionality. And then some of you, you've got those people and you're being intentional. And if that's you, praise God. My, like your, my advice to you is you need to continue to guard that time and prioritize that time and thank God for them and text them today and say, I am so thankful that you're in my life. I'm so thankful that I've got you to do life with. And so maybe today you just need to express a little gratitude for them and say, let's continue to guard this friendship because you are making me better. And so maybe that's what you need to do today is just say, thank you so much. And you need to thank God for them and you need to thank them for being in your life. And you just need to continue to guard that relationship because it's gonna continue to grow you and shape you and mold you. You guys, how we spend our time, where we spend our time, and ultimately who we spend our time with is going to shape who we become. So let's be thoughtful. Let's be careful. Let's be intentional about who is getting the bulk of our time so that when we look at it, when we look at where our time is spent and how our time is spent, we look at it and we go, this is worth it. I am spending, I am investing my life on things that are worth it. And I am becoming someone on purpose. That's what we want for you. But even more than that, that is what your heavenly father wants for you, for you to invest your time in what's ultimately worth it and not to waste it flippantly. 
And so let's be careful. Let's be intentional. Let's be thoughtful. Let's be prayerful about who is getting the bulk of our time. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you care. You care so much about who we're becoming, about how we're spending our time, about the lives that we're building, the marriages that we're building, the families that we're building, the friendships that we're building. You care so much about it. And so by the Holy Spirit, you have inspired men and women to write things down and you've preserved it in the scriptures. And I thank you so much that we've gotten to examine some of that today. I pray that you would help us to be careful, to be thoughtful, to be intentional about who is in the inner circle of our lives, about who we are doing life with. I pray that you would help us to do that because we know that who we do life with is gonna shape how life goes. And you want, you want our lives to go in a positive direction and you want our lives to move ultimately towards you and towards life and fullness and relationship and freedom in you. And so I pray that you would help us, help us this week to take the action steps that are necessary. If there's a relationship we need to dial back from, help us to do that and to have the courage to do that with love, but, but also with courage. If there's relationships that we need to lean into, we need to up the intentionality, would you help us? If there's relationships in our life that maybe we've taken for granted um, and we just need to show gratitude and to guard those even more, would you show us those as well? And if we've been negligent in the area of relationships and we've bought into the lie that we could do life on our own, then I just pray that you would help us to see that we need some someones and you would help us to take a step towards intentionality. We love you. We trust you immensely. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.